podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Lakeside Drive. I'm Freya Brolsma and I'm going to take you through a few things to be in the know about prior to the Formula One Crypto.com Miami Grand Prix, which is just a few days away this weekend. Well, Baku was boring with a capital B, which means according to Tommy T, it has been relegated to B-grade track. But today, I'm actually coming to you straight from Miami, as you might be able to hear from the party, which is conveniently directly outside my window. And hopefully, we get a little bit more on-track action, which doesn't involve photographers this weekend. First things first, everyone is everywhere, like literally everywhere. Leclerc and Sainz sold me my gas as I was coming in from the airport. They weren't actually there selling it to me, but their faces were on the browser. I was then greeted by Lewis Hamilton and George Russell at my hotel. They also weren't actually there, but they were on the screen inside my hotel room because Mercedes is a partner with the um, chain that I'm staying at. I was also met by uh, Checo with some Patron. This was at the airport and then at a few places afterwards. Again, he was not actually there, but he was on a billboard, uh, which I think counts. And finally, Daniel Ricciardo is selling me jet skis. We all know that's not possible because he's busy hanging out with celebrities at the Jellicle Ball, but it is very interesting to see just how prevalent the advertising and partnership is just absolutely everywhere, all over the city, even more so than, than last year. There's also heaps on. So we've got Williams doing a pop-up on Miami Beach, which will have a range of appearance appearances. Jensen Button, both their drivers, um, Jamie Chadwick will also be there. We've also got the Racing Fan Fest in Wynwood. James and I went there last year and my advice is to bring a hat. <laughs> it is hot here and merchandise is expensive. So <laughs> make sure that you are sun smart because being sun smart is the coolest. And recently... Uh, Lewis Hamilton has also said that they are doing a plus 44 world pop-up here in the design district, of course. Um, So there's a range of free things that you can go and see. And there's also a range of very, very not free events, (laughs) including celebrity dinners, parties and the like. You name it, you name your budget, there is something there for you. The 2022 Grand Prix here delivered a $350 million uh, boost to the local economy, which they will obviously be trying to match, if not increase this year, which if you look around, I wouldn't mind, but it does happen. It is really interesting to see how certain things have changed a bit. It feels a bit more um, accessible. I think they, and we'll talk about the changes to the track in a minute, but um, it does feel like there is a bit more of a range when it comes to things on offer with a broader budget, um, as well as, um, you know, ability to to get access to events and the like. <music> The second thing which is interesting is that there has been quite a bit of work done to try and improve the event itself this year, particularly from the perspective of spectators and from fan experiences. They have put up a permanent paddock club venue now. So that's been built. 
Um, they've got new hospitality spaces. The grandstand capacity has increased to over 55,000. Um, that was something that they did say last year they were planning on doing in terms of just the number of seats that would be available. Last year it was a very exclusive event um, and this year there will be more seats and tickets on offer. You can still go and get single seats in particular but also um, you know multiple seats together. Um, so just interesting to see how that will will change you know, the interest in the event um, and make it a bit more uh, achievable for more people to attend. Also in terms of navigating the whole area, so all the pedestrian bridges that kind of go throughout the campus, they've all been widened massively because last year we got these huge kind of bottlenecks and it was quite difficult to move around. They've tried to really improve the kind of flow of traffic basically. And like I said, this was a real challenge for some people last year with big hikes from their entry gate to their seats and just having real difficulty trying to find their way around and trying to find their seats. But they have said this year they are working on logistics and orientation to create a better fan experience. The other thing is looking at kind of campus passes and the like. Um, you know, if you want to pop along on Friday, it's a hundred dollars to just get a, a campus pass for the day. One hundred and fifty for Saturday and four hundred on Sunday. So just really interesting because that wasn't even on offer for a long time last year, and they they weren't doing the kind of general admission style ticketing. Um, so just really interesting to see how they are gradually, even after a year, making some adjustments to that spectator experience. Moving more towards the teams and drivers side of things, as we know, Laurent Mechies will be going to AlphaTauri. We talked about that in the last couple of pods uh, with Franz Toss stepping aside, you know, following a 15-year um, reign at the, at the helm over there. Now, what is interesting though is that Ferrari team principal Fred Vasseur has hinted that perhaps it was a premature announcement. You know, he said that if we're talking about the timeline, he thinks that Toro Rosso – a bit of a misstep, <laughs> but as we know, Alpha Tori uh, was probably a bit aggressive on the press release. He's reminded that we have that they have a long term contract with Laurent, and that they still need to sort out the details. So, I suppose my thoughts on this is that, especially after the Piastri debacle last year, that maybe teams and and individuals be a little bit more delicate or, or careful with their press releases. It's very clear, obviously, that um, Fred is not going to get in the way of him leaving and taking up this really significant opportunity, which he, which he recognises. But I would say that um, there's a lot of details that they're, they're still sorting out and we certainly don't know what they are yet. Moving to on-track drama. Now, Checo Perez says that he is absolutely taking the fight to Max Verstappen for the Drivers' Championship and had he not had a really challenging run in Melbourne, he believes that he would be ahead of Max at this point when it comes to the Drivers' standings. He's reminded us that, you know, he's like, I've got three kids at home. There is no way I'd be traveling around the world if I didn't think that I could still be a world champion. So really interesting to hear his perspective there. And Red Bull have also said, look, they are both racing for a championship. So very intrigued to see how that plays out on track, especially here at Miami. This is a track where I think we will see a strong showing from the Red Bulls. Not only do they seem to have achieved a, you know, half a second a lap advantage on their nearest rivals, but last year Leclerc only held off Max for nine or ten laps 
as Verstappen, you know, went from from third to first. So based on last year, based on their progress this year, I do think we'll see a strong uh, showing from from the Red Bulls. Not to forget, though, that Perez last year did outbreak himself in a battle with Signs, which did see Signs to get a podium. So it just shows how quickly it can go with a bit of driver error. And if last year is anything to go by, it could be Ferrari that does fairly well here, but it's hard to believe that they will be able to to hold off Checo and Max, depending how qualifying goes. And one other thing I like to remember from last year is that Valtteri Bottas came in seventh. So here's to hoping we see him back in the points. Last year we did see both a virtual safety car and a safety car take place. So it's pretty you know, uncertain what it is, what we're going to see um, for this upcoming race. We've only had one. It can We can see some really dramatic passing showers through Miami as well. So it'd be interesting to see what the weather throws up. I know we're not allowed to say the R word, um, but that can, of course, throw some jeopardy into the mix, which I can't wait to see. All right, that is it for this short and sharp episode, but we have heaps of content coming up. So stay tuned to the Lakeside Drive Instagram, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. See you next time. I won't see you next time. It's a podcast. Why can't I just sign off like an oral person? Sports Social Podcast Network.